Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Welcome back to Recalibrate. On Sunday in the sermon that we shared, there was uh, something that I wish I had said that I didn't say in the sermon. You know, sometimes when you preach, you get to the end of it and then you reflect on it maybe a day later and then you say to yourself, oh my goodness, there was uh, either a scene or there was a truth that I never got to that, boy, I wish I'd said it because it really summed up a lot of what I was trying to say. And that's the case from Sunday. There's something that has been going around in my head the whole time about something that could have summarized the message on Sunday with greater clarity. Now, before I get there, I just want to make sure, because some of you may not be listening to the sermons, and I want to make sure that you are in line with what I'm about to say, this little thing that's been going around inside my head. In the message on Sunday, we were going over Colossians again, chapter 2, and this time we were looking at Paul when he began to describe to the people in Colossae what actually happened inside their lives. What what happened when Jesus came into their life? What at a heart level was changed in their nature? Pretty powerful stuff. But I want to look at As he begins that passage, before he explains what happened, he makes a really important statement, which actually, it's a statement that continues over in Galatians, it continues over in Ephesians, it continues in so many places. He says, guys, just as you began the Christian faith when you received Jesus Christ, those things that you did at the beginning when you first accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want you to continue doing those things. He was basically saying, the way you started is the way that you live the Christian life. One time he was talking to the church in, in, of, Galatia, of Galatia, and he was really upset with them because they had started with such a sense of the Holy Spirit working in their lives, and then people had come along and began to teach them about Jewish law and Jewish systems, and they were moving from being a people led by the Spirit to being a people who were becoming very religious, quite frankly, really bound up with all this kind of stuff. And so you see this principle, and that's kind of where I want to get to today. I want to get to the point that Paul said the way you started your Christian faith, the, the ingredients with which it began, those are the things that I would like you to continue in because that's what the Christian faith is. It's how you start it is how you do it, right? Um, and so that's what I want to just, that was what's going through my heart. Now we talked about a bunch of stuff that happens in your life when you receive Jesus Christ. Uh, that Paul brings out in this passage. He talks about dying to self. He talks about um, your sin nature being broken up, your sins being forgiven. He talks about you being made alive in the Holy Spirit. There's a bunch of stuff going on here. But there's one I really want to focus on for today, just a small thought for you to have in your heart and for you to walk away with. We said in the message on Sunday, and Paul says it here, one of the things that happened when you received Christ, the most crucial thing, actually, that you need to do to start the whole process of God work in your life is this idea of dying to self. It's the idea of um, acknowledging that you can't do it in your own strength, acknowledging that you're not good enough, acknowledging that you are a desert person in need of a savior. 
To be able to get saved, you have to kind of let go and let God. You know, I, I, I've never happened to me, but we've often heard the stories about people when they're drowning, um, when somebody else goes out to try and save them because that person who is drowning is panicking. They cling on to the person who is trying to save them. They fight. And sometimes both of the people drown as a result. And whereas if the person, when the, uh, when the Savior came to them, instead of resisting, instead of fighting, instead of trying to put their own effort in, they just lay themselves down and let the other person take control and just put themselves totally in the hands of that other person, they would survive. And that's what Paul was saying. He said, this is a key ingredient to the Christian life. When you start it, the way that you came into salvation was through the act of laying down, was through the act of giving up, was through the act of surrender. Right? There's a lot of people who struggle with this when they get saved. We all do, because that's our human nature. That's our sin nature. We want to fight. We don't want to admit that we're not good enough. And Paul's saying that's how you begin it. When you got to that point, by the conviction of the Holy Ghost and the preaching of the Word, and through the trials of your life, you realize, my goodness, I am a broken person. I really do need someone else to save me. There's no way that I can save myself. Jesus, save me. That point of brokenness is what started the work of Christ in you. Now, Paul says, the way that you started the Christian life, that's the way that I want you to finish it, right? So here's the thought that came to me, and I was boy, Pastor, you took a long time to get to the point, but here's the point that went through my spirit, and I've just been thinking about it for the last couple of days, and so I'm going to be able to give it to you guys. God is not looking for us to be better people, Christianity is not about being a better person. Christianity is about being a broken person. Wow, okay? Uh, Just a very powerful, poignant truth. Now let me unpack it just a little bit because you could misunderstand it, misconstrue it. He's not asking us to be a better person. Yes, believing in Jesus Christ and having changed from the inside out is going to make you even better in your marriage, even better as an employee, even better with your finances. To be honest, it affects everything. But that's not the goal of salvation in a sense. Salvation is to be able to present you before God, not based on your righteousness or your good works, but based on Christ. It doesn't matter that we get better at doing things. Even the better things that we get to do after receiving Jesus Christ still do not make us righteous in the eyes of God. It's a grace that we now receive to be better, but we're only better because of grace, right? So that means that our good works that we're doing now are not us. And so they still bring no sense of justification or no sense of acceptance before God. He's pleased with them and he will reward them, but they're all works of grace. It's the grace that is changing us. It's a grace that's making us a better person. It's really important to understand we really fall into this trap as Christians often, that when we make a mistake, We often say to ourselves, I've got to be a better person. I'll do better next time. Next time, Jesus, I'm really going to conquer this. But here's what that saying was about. We're not called to be better people or to try to be better people. We're called to be broken people because that's how we started the Christian faith. When we recognized that we are not good enough, and often that was because we were confronted with a specific sin or a specific area in our lives where we realized our brokenness, when we recognize our brokenness and the need of a Savior to save us, and we called upon Jesus in that place of repentance, God worked. And that's true for the rest of the Christian life. 
when we fall into sin, when we, we see our, we, we don't deal with people right, we get angry, all these different things that reveal our broken nature, we're not called to try to be better per se. We're called to, at that moment, recognize that and say, this only proves I'm broken. And at that point, say, Jesus, help me in my brokenness. And that, as it did the first time you received Jesus Christ, is it works and changes you and enables you now in this situation. In other words, the secret to the Christian life is not to try better, to try harder. The secret to the Christian life is when we are confronted with our brokenness to recognize for what it is and confess that before the Lord and let it affect us so that the Holy Spirit can begin his work of transformation from the inside out. So that was a thought that came through my head, and I want to encourage all of us. When I say brokenness, I, I don't mean that we are to be somber and um, like good-for-nothing kind of idea. It's a brokenness on the inside, and, 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 but it's momentary. Paul says it's a momentary repentance where we get to see ourselves again, and we get to call upon the Lord again from that place to release the power of God again at work in our lives. That is the secret of Christian living. We're not called to try and make ourselves better. We're called to recognize our brokenness and ask Jesus to work in our lives. The Lord bless you. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com.